Really big one there. Uh, welcome. It's episode forty-nine of the Music Guy podcast. How y'all doing out there? Hope you had a wonderful Canadian Thanksgiving. My name's Al Rowe. I'm a music guy. I write songs. I sing. I play guitar. I make records. I teach. I stream. Uh, I learn songs for artists that I work with. And you do a good and job. I'm broadcasting. At it. Oh, thanks, man. I'm broadcasting from uh, downtown Toronto here in Liberty Village, and uh, coming at you all the way from Whitby, Ontario, is my friend and yours, co-host, songwriter, uh, guitarist, composer, backup vocalist, professional, handsome musician at large, Good at drinking Mr. water, Michael Hebs. Did you hear those slurping noises? Sure did, buddy. Fuck yeah. Those are, those are making Loud it to the final edit. <laughs> Loud and clear. Yeah, we're leaving those in. Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? I, you know, it was, it was good. It was just me, my mom, my dad, my brother. I guess because that's all there is, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't usually do a big thing. So, what about you, man? Stayed in. Good boy. Yeah, stayed in. Don't Katie be a bozo. A, Stay inside. Ordered uh, exactly. Ordered a couple of festive specials from Swiss Chalet. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> just chilled. I had a nice Zoom call with. Uh, a bunch of my family was on it. Yeah, uh, my my immediate family, and then some some extended family as well. There was probably about I don't know ten to fifteen people on the call, so it was nice to to see people and and chat and catch up a little bit. Obviously, yeah. a shame that we couldn't actually be together in person, but uh, that's the way things are right now. So we are we're rolling with it. Fuck yeah. Um. So today we wanted to look at. Uh, do an in-depth deep dive of learning a song by ear and uh, charting a song. Uh, so we've been asked this a number of times on the question of the week and, and, and uh, Q and a episodes and stuff is like, how do you learn songs quickly? What's the process to do that? So we're going to, ju- we're going to jump in and do that uh, today. And uh, we're actually going to use a song that's our song of the week. So if you if you would like to have your song played on our show here, uh, your original song played on our show, uh, send it to musicguypodcast at gmail.com or get in touch with Mike or myself on social media. Submit your music um, and we will consider it for airplay on the show here. And uh, the song that we have this week is by an artist named Alessia Cole. And uh, the Agenda Boys and I were actually involved uh, pretty heavily in producing and playing on this this track. This is her new single. Uh, it's called All Good. And uh, we're going to have a listen to it. It's my favorite right one yet. Now. Looking in the mirror trying to get it right. Fell apart and you don't know why It's all good Broken like glass lying on the floor So hard to put it back like it was before It's all good There's a reason, there's a why now Sometimes you don't see 
The song "All Good" from Alessia Cole. That's Brand my favorite single. one yet. It's dope, and um, yeah, it sounds just stuff. great. Um, We're super excited to be involved yeah. on that one, and uh, that was actually, believe it or not, all recorded at home. That was when it was like real lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Studios were closed; everything was closed. So it sounded great. Um, yeah, man, it turned you, out really you mean, great. You didn't, you know. Go down to Nashville and record all those parts in a really expensive studio? Didn't. Didn't. Not this time. Or what yeah. about LA? Maybe you went to LA. You know, LA uh, recorded no, in a really didn't expensive go to LA. studio. I mean No, did didn't even go to Toronto, man. I like, know. That's the point you know, I'm making. Just, I love it. <laughs> we just did it from home. Uh because that's what we had to do. And uh I yeah, I think it turned out really great. And it, Alessia yeah, it was. sung the heck out of it. And she's she's just such a Fantastic yes. singer. I've had She's the pleasure consistent of too. Pl- yeah, playing in her band a bunch and and uh yeah, being involved in this record was uh was a real real treat. So thank you, Alessia, for having us as part of it and thanks for uh you know, letting us consider it for uh for the show today. One thing so, that I f- fucked up. 
is I okay. did not write down anything during that. I was just <laughs> jamming out the whole time. Just, just um, loving it. That's okay. So, um, I, I kind of think I have the gist of it, though. Um, yeah. It's like one, four, a bunch. And a then, bunch, and yeah. Then it goes, then, then it goes like six, five, four into the chorus, and then I don't even know what the chorus is. It's probably one, four. I wasn't paying attention. Um, yeah, but, but whatever. That sounds about right. We'll get on it. <clears throat> yeah. So um, we're, we're going to jump into, yeah, the actual charting process of this tune. Um, and we're going to actually just chart it out right right before your eyes here. Um, and in order to uh, to do that, let's first maybe just talk a little bit about the concept of, I guess, ear training and learning by yeah. ear, and then maybe what our process is for actually going through and charting a song. So um, talk to me a little bit about ear training, Mike. You've, you've released a full video course on, on doing have, this stuff. Which I have not promoted sufficiently, therefore I haven't really sold that many. Uh, but whatever, you know, I'll get there eventually. Uh, but so with ear training, uh, it's a big thing for me because it was kind of something that was covered at my high school, but it wasn't, you know. We did, mm-hmm. uh, ear training is essentially just training your ear to recognize certain things. You know, like if, if you're an audio engineer, it's, you know, some people talk about it for like training them themselves to recognize like boosting and cutting certain frequencies. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't really done that, but for music, it's more so like, can I recognize notes and not in the sense of like, can I hear a note and know what it is? Uh, cause that's a big thing. A lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, you just hear it. And you know what it is. And that's actually something called perfect pitch. Uh, and they say that that can be trained, but I'm very skeptical of it. I've never really seen any hard evidence of it. What we're talking about is training something called relative pitch. So uh, being able to hear a note and then understand where it fits in reference to something. So say, for instance, the thing that I say to all my students and I said in the course a bunch, and it's kind of like 90% true and 10% a lie, is it's all just the major scale. So do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. Like, that's everything. So if you can hear which one of those notes it is, if it's do or re or whatever, um, then you're good, you know? So say, for instance, if it's a minor song, the minor scale is just the major scale in a different order, but it's all the same notes and all that shit. So uh, ear training is just hearing, training yourself to be able to hear something in relation to do, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm, I mean, absolutely. there's a whole process like you do well to look it up because it's very useful for musicians. Yeah. And, um, you're going to be, yeah, it does all just sort of start with that, that do re mi. And one of the hardest things that I find when I'm talking to students about this or teaching people about this is like, I, like, how do you figure out where do is, you know, like, yes, how do you I think teach students that? have trouble, like just identifying what is even the home chord or like I, you know, the root uh, chord of a, of a song. Do you have any like tricks for that? I'm just kind of throwing that at you. I literally don't. That is the only thing that I have not been able to teach. I mean, you could, uh, in theory, you know, just go through a bunch of songs on a playlist and maybe like try to sing what the root is. I think singing is essential for this. Like if you're an instrumentalist Mm. and you don't sing just for the purpose of your training, then you're a loser and uh, quit because you're not going to go very far. <laughs> but it's it's such a hamper if you've just you're just not willing to sing. Like y- you don't have to sing like oh I want to be a backup singer. If you're you have to, I think you have to be able to hum 
or try to sing to match pitches. Because if you can't match yeah, pitches, sing, you're Yeah, sing it for yourself, not sing it for yeah. in front of people or for anybody else, right? Yeah. I think most people can sort of do that. And yeah, you're right. That's definitely a big skill is being able to vocalize what's happening um, and uh, and working from there. So when we're talking about the actual process of learning the song, uh, usually like... It, we're, we're we're taking like a full listen through without playing our instruments. That's sort of step one for me. Anyways, yeah, yeah. is just to sort of get a feel for the song. Um, maybe I'm making little mental notes of what I think the progression is, or ooh, that section sounds a little bit weird, or you know, the, just just sort of picking up some of the maybe major things to look out for, and then just generally getting a feel for the um, the the structure of a song. Because I find if I dive in right away to start charting it. I will miss things like that because I'm sure. too busy like playing my instrument and trying to figure out what stuff is. So just yeah. a full listen through. <clears throat> and then um, when it comes to actually learning the uh, harmony of the song, the chords, right? And for this one, um, well, we'll be looking at a few different approaches here, but I think mainly we're just trying to get the chords. We're going to try to construct yeah. low res. Uh, like a Nashville. Yeah, low quote-unquote low resolution, like nashville style number chart of just what the harmony is what are the chords in the song that that you know if we uh had to play this tonight at a, at a gig sort of on the fly we could we could refer to that chart and get through the song uh yeah. pretty comfortably so um when we're lear- learning that harmony uh we want to start with uh you know paying attention to the bass line in the song or like more specifically, the quote-unquote root motion, which yeah. sort of means the lowest note in each chord. Now, bass players are going to move around a little bit. They might play some licks. They might play, you know, not going between, you know, one and five, you know, boom, there boom, you go. boom, there you go. boom, That's whatever. all that's permitted. You know? So, yeah. So, you know, you, what we're really looking for is that core uh note so ideally if you know the bass player is playing on an a chord the lowest note in that a chord is going to be an a uh most of the time yeah yeah, you know Uh, so that's what we're really driving at and that's a great starting point especially if you're new to this even to just sort of start jotting jotting down okay i'm almost certain the lowest note is an a in this bar and then i'm almost certain it's a b in the next bar and then Forget about major, forget about minor, all that stuff. Like what the chord actually is, just start there. And then what I will do after that is um, look for the highest note in the chord Mm. that I can perceptively hear. Now, Uh, is that a low resolution thing for you or a higher resolution thing? Higher resolution, this comes into play a little bit more if we're talking about like a jazz song or like uh, a like okay. i just lifted a bunch of christmas song arrangements yesterday yeah and like if you're trying to figure out uh more complex harmony which we're not really going to get into today then um you know like minor seven major seven uh diminished uh minor seven flat five th- those kind of or you know god forbid like flat nine sharp nine like that's you know five note voicings i, like, I forget can't it. even go there anymore but, yeah, not that I ever so really could. <laughs> it's so hard, right? Uh, one thing that I was um, going to say about the bass is that people don't really know what bass sounds like sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, they've heard a bass guitar, but in some situations, people are like, man, that fucking electric guitar sounds so huge. And it's like, 
Well, it's actually pretty thin. It's the bass guitar that's making it sound huge. So it's like getting used to what bass sounds like, the low frequencies, you know, like the full deep. Because you don't even, if you're not listening on good headphones, uh, not even good headphones, just headphones, or if you're listening, you know, on shitty speakers or your laptop speakers, you, you're just not used to hearing that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, that's true. You need true. to hear that. Yeah. It's just like that. Yeah, make, you're absolutely right. Yeah, make sure at the very least that you have some like some headphones that go over your ears or some good noise canceling ones. But like the little Apple earbuds are not gonna not gonna kick it. Mm. Uh, it's gonna make it way harder to do this. That's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, once once I've got the lowest note and the highest note. Then I'll work on getting the middle notes going. Those are the highest. Uh, and again, if it, this is for more complex stuff, yeah. but yeah. Um, you know, even but even voicings of you know standard kind of one four five kind of chords. Sometimes you know that G, you know, they don't have uh, a third fret on the yeah. B string. You know, well, the say, B is open, instance. and, and, and <laughs> here comes here we go. <laughs> So Ooh, there's like action here. this G, there's this G. That. You can't hear that? No, maybe back away you, from the mic a little bit. You'll hear it on the recording, right? Uh, on the recording, on the, it'll yeah. come through. Yeah, uh, yeah that's so true. We got this G, the first one. We have this G. We have yeah. this G, like this is a weird one. That's like barely any different than... You know what I mean? There's yeah. so many different options. It's so annoying. Or this. It's like, ugh. So you'll get used to sort of hearing those different um, voicings is what you would call them, right? The different uh, sets yeah. of notes, yeah. but they're all sort of the same uh, chord at their at their core, right? Um, so, you know, that can be important sometimes because it's going to change the... Uh, the characteristic of the, the chord and the song. And some cor- some songs are really dependent on having that specific chord voicing. And, and if you really get deep into it, you might even find like, um, like a, uh, I don't know why this song is always comes to mind, but uh, um, Head Over Boots by John Party. You know that tune, right? The country For some country reason, song? I just can't get behind him, but yes, I do know that song. Yeah. So, I mean, I've had to play in the bars a bunch or whatever, but it's like, you know, it's G and D and C. It's all the like common chords, but early in the song, they're all played as bar chords. Oh, and okay, if you yeah, don't, yeah. yeah, yeah, and if you don't do them as bar chords, it's not going to sound like the record. So yes, that's you know, like being, low becoming, resolution too. Like if you miss that, yeah. it's like it's a different deal. That's ah, that's a really good point. Yeah. That. So you know, once you and as you get better at this. You'll be like, all right, I know this is a G, but my G sounds different than the G that they're playing. Yeah. And then you'll start experimenting and try to figure out uh, what's different. And it's, man, it's frustrating and it can be a bit of a grind, but, um, you know, you you will get faster at it uh, uh, pretty rapidly, especially if you've got a little bit of music education background yeah. and you can utilize some of the shortcuts um, that we're about to talk about right now. Um, and... This is not like you need to go to school and get a degree kind of thing. This is like if you spend some time and do some research and watch some some good YouTube videos or Save read some, some articles grand. online, you know, or do go to school, whatever you want to do. But like this is not do information that is 
that is super hard to come by or even, you know, email one of us and, and ask us. But um, there you go. Uh, yeah, so, you know, n- number one, especially if we're talking about pop and country is going to be the Nashville numbers. And we've, we've talked about this before on previous episodes, but this is essentially, uh, you know, your do re mi uh, scale, right? Your, tr- your traditional major scale. But instead of do re mi, we're saying one, two, three. So do re mi fa so la ti do. One, yeah. two, three, four, five, six, I'm seven. I'm trying to find the one. episode that we uh, that we and, did it on. Proceed. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and so we're taking each one of those numbers or do re mi's or whatever, and 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 extrapolating it into a chord. So, um, you know, if our do, if our our number one note, if that's C, that's our home note. That's our tonic note. That's our root note. That's our our um our tonic note. I already said that. Uh, uh, then, you know, you build, you can build a chord on that by, um, you know, if that's the first note, adding the third note to it, which would be C, yeah. D, E, yeah. and then adding the fifth note to it, which would be C, D, E, F, G. So if you play C, E, and G together, you get a C chord. You can apply that formula to, uh, each of the other, uh, notes of that C scale. So D, the D, name F, of and the episode you a chord. as well is uh, episode three, Bare Bones Music Theory. The thing that you were talking okay. about was, and instead of going, yeah. you're going, and instead of, and that gets you a chord. Yeah. And if you repeat that, you get your C chord. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so I mean, this might be not new information for most listeners or might be uh new information for some so uh definitely check out uh nashville numbers and sort of do do a little bit of research and go back and listen to uh episode three if you want to get our our deep dive on that kind of thing yeah um and then extrapolating on that is sort of being familiar with common pop harmony so we're talking about the idea that most songs in pop rely heavily on chords one, four, and five. Sure. Um, which in the key of, let's say, G, for example, would be G, C, and D, based on, you know, G being one, G, A, B, C being four, G, A, B, C, D being five, right? Um, so you'll you'll find that a lot of songs, when you go on, you know, Ultimate Guitar or whatever, and you... You're learning, you know, Brown Eyed Girl or whatever song you're learning. A lot of them have G, C, and D, um, you know, maybe with a capo or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you're you're going you're gonna to find those to be very common one, because... One thing is... Um, well, oh, sorry. I, I thought you were done. <laughs> uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. The, the the common pop harmony, I mean, when you get more advanced too, is you'll learn the common sort of, depending on the style, like chord exceptions, right? Because you were saying, oh, you know, off the first chord in major minor minor major major uh minor and then this weird one that's not it <laughs> yeah uh, diminished and then and then major uh one of the things that you'll see commonly depending on the style of music sometimes you see like a two major you know if, if you're doing country like so this yeah. is g this one and then this four and then maybe like occasionally it'll go to two major yeah, you know what I mean. And that should be minor. That's major. Should 
be that. You know what I mean? And just stuff like that. Like, there are certain common chord exceptions. Like, you really said you liked five minor. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's like a good change. Uh, Flat seven major is a big one. So, like... Pretend I'm like Brown Eyed Girl, but it's different. Uh, <laughs> that's flat seven, you know, and that sounds fine. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. So right. just being aware that those are, that that's when you're more advanced. There are some exceptions. Uh, you can look into stuff like, uh, they call them, or they call them at Humber, subdominant minor chords. Uh, they're chords that are borrowed from the minor scale. So if this, you know, has G major, A minor, B minor, C major, D major, E minor, uh, F sharp diminished and G in the key of G minor they have uh, a whole different set of chords so it would be G minor uh, and then it would be A diminished I did minor 7 flat 5 for some reason B flat major and, and on and on and on so say for instance if I'm playing a song in the key of G major I can borrow some of those so say for instance I can borrow oh, B flat okay. major I didn't realize that's what that meant yeah you know what I mean? I fucked that up. But yeah, <laughs> that chord right there sounds fine. <laughs> so that's called subdominant right. minor. Uh, yeah, so that's a that's a cool thing to look at. So a little bit more advanced, but but yeah, um, yeah definitely. And 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 then at a um, similarly advanced level, being aware of the cliches. If you're learning a jazz song or a uh, like an old Christmas tune or something with a little bit more complex harmony in it. Uh, and we're, without getting into the um, the you know nuts and bolts of how jazz harmony works, being aware of three major things, uh, which are two fives, minor two fives, and then uh, tritone substitutions, uh, and these are all pretty high level. Um, yeah. You know, uh, what should I say? Like uh, like theoretical, you know, musical concepts and stuff. So uh, we, maybe for a future episode, but. Um, We'd have if to have you're, a jazz expert on. <laughs> yeah, but but just, you know, when I'm learning jazz tunes, I, I always try to remind myself, it's like, if I can't figure out what the next chord is, it's like, okay, well, it might be, it's usually one of these three things. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so those are really good tools to utilize. Those are things to look um, into. If, yeah, if you yeah. have jazz background and you're trying to, trying to chart out some stuff, it's just, just remember that those three kind of, seem to drive the bus a lot in, in jazz music. So um, anyways, we're gonna, we're not going to dive into those because it gets too crazy. Um, so one more quick thing before we jump into the actual tune here. Um, and I, 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 what style of charting do you use? Are you just a pen and paper guy? Uh, I used to be pen and paper and then I'd take a, a photo and if I wanted to be really fancy, I'd scan it and then put it on mm-hmm. like a, a, a software, which we're going to mention in a second. Um, and yeah. I can't remember na- the name of the software, so I'll be useless for that. But now I kind of do, I have a system that I do on Google Docs. Um, and so for melodies, I write numbers, like literal numbers. So one, mm-hmm. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, and, uh, and for chords, I write Roman numerals because that's kind of the classical way. You know, one mm. is like, is an I capital. Um, one of the things that I find handy with melodies as well too, is if say for instance, it starts on five and then it goes up to eight or one, this is something mm-hmm. that only theory people really care about. I write negative five. And so that's negative five. That's one. 
uh, that's two, three, four, five. Oh, and then that way I know direction because five could be this, this, or this. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. So stuff like that. I mean, I, I do some wacky things. I'll actually yeah. write out like music and screenshot. Uh, like music in Sibelius and screenshot it and then copy and paste it into the thing if it's something really wacky for timing or something that I just need to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to do things by hand and, and I, I do most of my charts as as numbers, natural numbers. Very, very rarely I'll do chord symbols if it's really, really complex uh, stuff. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, you know, recently uh, Mark turned me on to... Uh, this app called one chart for iPad. So I'll just show so people can see, um, this is sort of what, a a one chart file looks like, uh, describe it to the listeners too. And, uh, yeah, so this, this allows you to use numbers or letters. You can actually flip between. And, um, the only thing is like, you can't do it right on your PC, which I would love, but uh, so I have to do it on my iPad, but it's not the end of the world on your PC. Is no, it only not with because this it's software, Mac? I think. It, yeah, it might yeah. be like a Mac thing, or it might just be an I don't know an iPad thing. But that's fucking but yeah, bullshit. You, you know, you can do all detailed chord symbols, and you can even notate above them like a, a rhythmic figure and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it's just real neat and tidy. You can send it around to other people. Um, so here's an example: of the one with actual chord letter symbols, the same chart, but I uh, flipped it to uh, to letters. So um, anyhow. That's what I've been doing lately, and it's uh, it's worked quite well. Fuck yeah! So, um, let's. Uh, do you want to jump into the tune yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm going to put my guitar learn down the first so little bit. Fiddle. Um, one of the things I can't really like the the quality of it is kind of diminished over mine, so I can't hear like the nitty gritty of stuff. I don't think like okay. I, there was a thing that came in for Will uh, in the second verse, and I was like, I kind of hear, it, but it doesn't matter. Like, let's just do like a ro- low resolution. Get through it, yeah, and then see what we come to. What's this called? Absolutely. And what key is it in? Uh, well, let's figure out what key it's in. The song is huh. called "All Good." Okay, and let's do our best to hold. on. I'm going to grab my guitar here. Fuck yeah, join um, the team. Let's do our best to uh, to actually like describe how we figure out what. Yeah. Well, could you play you a know, second of it, one. and then what I'll do yes. is I'm going to sing the root because that's what I do. Um, okay all right here it comes duh. so the whole time i'm thinking duh. right right so that's your root note and it, it's hard to really describe i mean this song's kind of an easy one because it starts it right. on you know the one chord it starts on on dough um but some songs don't, right? Like a lot of songs start on the four chord and that can get a little bit confusing for yes. folks. But well, one of the things but, that I said in my course, so it maybe will start on the four chord, but maybe it's going to end on the one chord. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you check the end and also too, you check the melody. What's the start, starting note of the melody or the last note of the melody? Generally, it's going to be the one. One of them that's is going to be the one. Yep, that's all good. And then, I mean, even if you don't... Is that a pun? Even if you don't... Yeah, no pun intended. Even if you don't know precisely what key the song is in, you can still go through it and start building root notes and say, this chord is this, I think. Yes. This chord is this. This chord is this. And then once you have them all together, they'll be like, oh, the whole thing is C, F, and G. Okay, cool. I guess it's in the key of C then. You know, even though they might be out of order. Maybe it starts on F or something, but 
Um, so, so we've got. Uh, I cover this Doe all in the course. Was your was your note right? And so I, then, I you, guessed, and I got it right, which is so fucking rare. Well, because it's like what? I assumed there was no capo, so I'm just like, uh... and it's a D, right? Okay, yeah. So exactly. So you take that note and you play it on your instrument, or you try to find it on your instrument, yeah. right? So there it is, and that's um, that's a D, right? Yeah. So now, usually, if if we're talking about um, you know natural numbers and, and pop and stuff, like the one chord is going to be a major chord. So yeah. that's the first place you want to sort of start, and uh, and then you know play the song, play the chord along with it, and see if it works, right? So here's a bit of that intro again, and D major, sure, sure enough, right? So. Uh, we've got our intro is two bars long, right? We've yeah. got uh, you know one, two, three, four, ooh, three, four. That's two bars, right? So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go over to my chart here that I'm creating. I'm gonna flip over to this on uh, for the folks that are watching the video version of the podcast, I'm right? So I've got already. my title, I've got my key written down here as D, and I'm gonna go. To the left of the page here. If you're doing it on Google Docs, which is what I did for years until I got this this chart uh, app, type intro and tab over, and I'm going to say it's a one chord for a bar. I'm going to tab to the next, give it a little bit more space, and it's a one chord for another bar. So every one of these numbers represents a full bar of music, uh, which for most songs means four beats. Okay, and then we can hear the vocals come in. Just after that, so I'm going to type V1 for verse 1, and we're going to figure out what's going on in verse 1. Are you ready, Mike? I'm so ready. Here comes verse 1 for you, buddy. Looking in the mirror, trying to get it right. Your world just fell apart and you don't know why. It's all good. Broken like glass lying on the floor. So hard to put it back like it was before. So, starting with just singing that root note again. Uh, One and four, right? One and four, right? So, you would play those, try to find those on the instrument, right? Yeah. So, we're still doing the one, which is D. So... Um, G, right? For for those guitar players out there. So, you know, we've got our D chord, and we switch to our G chord. And again, if we're familiar with the Nashville numbers, we know that f- the four chord, D, E, F, sharp, yeah. G, is um, uh, always major, or most we'll often major. We'll include a list of the, um, the chord, I, I call it the chord scale in the episode. Mm-hmm. In, you know what I mean? Like one okay. major, two yeah. minor, three minor, all that bullshit. Totally. Um, let's 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 link to that in the show notes. Yeah. So that's um gonna give you that G. So again, you just play along with the record, and make sure it works, right? Looking in the mirror, trying to get it right. World just fell apart, and I don't know why. It's all good. Two, three, four, one, two, three. Right. So back we go to the chart, and uh, we're gonna say a bar of one chord. A bar of the one chord again, then a bar of the four chord, and a bar and of the four chord And it repeats twice. And it happens again, right. Yeah. So I'll just type it again here, or you could, you know, put a repeat symbol or whatever. 
And we're moving in. Uh, actually, we should just stop real quick and just talk about some of the little things you might learn. Um, high res? If you're going for a more high resolution sort of I immediately uh, picked up, thing, and you right? may not hear this out. At the beginning, he starts on that sort of... He did that upper, in... Up, up rake kind of thing. Yeah. And it's also... Yeah. It's a sus, too. Instead of... Um, right. Will uh, Will and, do, has done that on a few songs before, and if I were writing a chart since I know Will's playing, I'd write that song. I'd be like, "Oh, it starts with the horseshoe rake," which is just from another song that he did with another artist. Right, right. Um, <laughs> so, and and just to, uh, to so the listeners can hear for context, right? So here's the very very beginning of the song, and we're talking right. about that first guitar yeah. hit there. That right here it is. Yeah. So this is where learning the bottom note first which we already did and then the top note second if we play that d that doesn't yes. sound right yeah. that's not the same right as if you actually listen really carefully it actually starts with an open e from the guitar yeah. so we're actually playing a d like mike said sus two with no uh, no middle finger on the high string and that actually gives so these are the things that you you know, medium resolution, I guess and I would is say. He is he in drop like, D? Is you know, he doing like, like, he might be. You know what I mean? With that low D, I don't know. It's I can't not remember important. If, yeah, that's a little harder to hear if he's dropped the D. Probably yeah. did. That's his yeah. style. Yeah. Will's uh, dropping those other, Ds all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and one other thing that's worth noting is there's a, an acoustic part in there that's kind of going. Yes. Yeah. That's sort of the rhythm driver. And, and when it goes through the G, it actually hangs on to that D shape. And we've actually got what we what you would call a a G sus two or a four sus two. It holds so, on to the D shape at the same time. It, so like yeah. that. Ooh, I love that chord. Yeah. So um so anyways, these are just sort of extra extra yep. credit sort of well, things. And also or like too, it, you were saying as well the lead's going. Uh, one thing to mention though as well too is you you need to consider what you are are you the acoustic player and there's only an acoustic player then you kind of you know need to cover more kind of what the bass is doing Mm. Um, or if you're the only electric guitar player and there's an acoustic player then maybe are you going to do or are you going to do you know what I mean so these are all things Mm -hmm. to consider Um, and then there are some like little acoustic licks going on yeah and stuff. Yeah. So those are things where if you're, you know, the main uh, player for, you know, uh, Alessia's band, like you're going to need to learn those licks note yes. for note. Right. But if, you know, you know, all good is, you know, the number one song on uh, on country radio or whatever, and you're covering it in the bar and you've never heard it before in the gigs tonight, it's like you're not going to be. Yeah. Um, and also, too, you know, like, learning every little lick like that. Right. That's so the thing. Every that's little sort of lick different... I feel like is more of a artist thing. You know, like mm-hmm. if you're doing yes. a cover gig and it's like a high level cover gig and but learning 100 percent on a high level cover gig is just not practical unless you have the time. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah, but you yeah. do the best you can. Right. And yeah. as you get better at, at lifting these songs, you'll get better at at, uh, you know, gathering more information more quickly. Um, so let's move on to the pre-chorus here. Um, so here's the end of the verse. And Mike, you're going to sing us some root notes. One once after you get through this. Here it okay. goes. It's all good. Sometimes there's no 
Okay, so one thing as well too. There's a they go off on saying so I I hear bo a bo 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 and it goes that 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 breath in was when they when they when they uh yeah a little out, yeah. little suck out kind of thing yeah so again you would look for those those notes on your instrument so ooh b right. Yeah. Uh, A G. So if we're talking about the key of D, six, five, four, uh, and the four goes for two bars. Uh, and then again with our natural numbers, we know that six is always the minor. B minor, five, A major, uh, yeah. G is the four. So um uh, so let's uh, let's update our chart here. I'll just flip again over to that window. Here it is. So we got six for a bar, five for a bar, four for two bars, and then like Mike said, maybe you make a little bit a little note here. I would just say like suck out on four or something, right? Or maybe maybe just out. So it fits, yeah, 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 right. Out on four or something, so that I remember to do that because you're going to sound a little bit silly if you're still playing and everybody else is stopped their sound. Silly. <clears throat> yeah. I'd say that's like that's a low resolution thing too. Like that's something you, you should always catch. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. Um, so you know, and then again, it's like if you're listening to the in between notes, uh, you're going to notice that that five chord is is a sus. So you know, you've got sure. Uh, I didn't catch there, that because there's a little there's a little acoustic. And see if you can catch this, people listening at home. See if you can catch this acoustic uh, arpeggio sort of boo doo 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 doo. Little part um, that's happening in this section. See if you can catch this. Sometimes there's nowhere to run, no place to hide. When it all goes wrong, you just gotta find it's hard to hear. So, you know. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. So it, it actually is a, a five sus. So I would just on the chart just write uh, five sus and and, and so, also too you know you know you choose what you're playing. You know if there's two acoustic guitars, you're doing like a trio gig, or the artist is playing chords and you fill in the stuff. You know you, you have to figure mm-hmm. out how to fill that space. Because you're have both a look just at the away your fucking dinguses. <laughs> That's right. I hate that. Okay, here comes the chorus. There's a reason, there's a why now Sometimes you don't see it till you slow down And you can't let go when you're ten feet off the ground When it don't make sense, hard to understand Running out of hope cause it hurts so bad Well your tear-stained shirt is gonna dry out It's gonna be all What do you got? So I just have one and four there, but there's some stuff with the acoustic. I couldn't really hear it too well, um, just because of like the quality of it. But there's like some upper stuff, like stuff on top, like I don't know what it was. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, that would be. It depends on what your role is in the band, whether it's high or low resolution stuff. But it's just one and four. It's pretty much the same as yep. the verse. Same like, as the ver- exactly. So again, um, you know. Ooh, is your first note for two bars and then ooh right and so yeah yeah 
you extrapolate those out to be D and G and make chords out of them, you know, as you're going along. I'm writing this in pen, so any mistakes are just going to be right there. And I'm going to upload this and I'm going to scan this. And this is going to be in the show notes, my (laughs) shitty chart. Yeah. And so... Um, so I'll just flip back to the, uh, the chart window here. So, so, you know, now we filled in the chorus to be, um, and then I guess that all good part is still just one four. We could add that onto the chorus or we could make it its own section. I might call it like a reintro. Yeah. Um, I mean, people, people have different names for this. I just call it like a pre-verse. Some people say post chorus. Post God all works. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, in the interest of, of saving time, uh, we're not going to get to the rest of the tune here, but uh, yeah, yeah. you know what you might do is if some of these sections repeat, like the next verse is going to be the same length as the first verse. I might just write here V two, yeah, and then do you ever use C2. DCL fine or DSL fine? I don't really. No, I've I've found it useful for text based charts, like mm. like uh, like because there is you do see that right. And like codas and stuff like that, but it can be almost detrimental because it's more thinking that you need to do more that you can fuck up. But D D C Alfine, if I'm, I might be mistaken because I never, I never really formally learned it. I'd look it up afterwards. D C Alfine is you go to the beginning and start again. If I'm not, uh, and yeah, then you finish on I, the fine. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, um, there's different one. I mean, and there's different like ways that people will describe that too like sometimes people will just say ds which just means go to the start again well Um, ds i believe means go to the symbol goes yeah it actually doesn't mean that yeah Yeah. exactly but people Uh, will maybe write it down as that because they're you know that's how they do it it's it becomes a little bit of a slang thing in inside of uh and then there's songwriting there's like to a coda as well and a coda is like a different section but uh, I use that sometimes. Most of the time what I'll do, I'll actually just show you on the camera, is if I'm doing a text-based chart, I just draw a line, and that line is going to represent going back to wherever. So say, for instance, if I need to go back to uh, the beginning, I don't draw a line on top. If I need to go back to a specific spot, I'll draw a line there. So the idea I is see. it's a go. You just go back to here and read it through again, you know? Right, um, right, right, right. Section it off. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah. Okay, well, so, you know, that takes us through uh, most of the, most the, of the tune. Song, yeah. um, and in the interest of, of time, because I know you've got to get going to yeah. a, uh, a thing. I, I hope this was helpful for, for, guy, uh, for, uh, for anybody who's listening. Um, do we want to just cap it off with, some of the crazy memorization uh, techniques. Yeah, yeah, I guess we've covered sort of resolution, low resolution, high resolution, just sort of figuring out what parts you're supposed to play. I mean, we could retouch on the acoustic versus full band versus one electric guitar. Like you have to think about your role because if it's a band yes. that, like, if you're fucking playing an Eagles song and you're doing it like with one electric guitar and you know maybe there's no acoustic guitar and just a drummer and a bassist. It's like, you're going to do it a lot different than if you have two electric guitars and then you have a bassist and you have a singer who's playing acoustic and a drummer, you know what I mean? Like, or if you're playing a song that's supposed to have keys, you know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. you have to consider what parts you're learning and what's like integral. That's why communicating with musicians is so fucking important. You know, like emailing and being like, what are you doing? That's why you were talking about, don't you do, 
you do a spreadsheet. When I when I subbed in for Al's thing, um, he gave me a fucking spreadsheet. And it's like, <laughs> this is what your job is harmony-wise, and this is what your job is uh, part-wise. And it's not like you have to do that for every gig. You make that fucking spreadsheet, like Devin was saying in her fucking podcast, and then it's there yeah. forever, and there's no excuses. There's no like, oh, well, should I learn this? It's like, well, did you read the fucking sheet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's sort of on the artist to disseminate that especially on yeah. a gig where where they've got a specific vision in mind on a pickup gig on a bar gig it's yeah, like yeah. if you're the lead guitar player grab the most obvious lead stuff and take the solo if you're the chords guy play the chords assume that you're starting every song assume yeah. that you're playing yeah. every section uh and you know bass and drums or bass and drums and whatever and then vocals is like Grab the harmonies you can grab, and people will be excited about it. But yeah. so it really just depends on the gig, of course. But, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So what about these crazy memorization techniques okay, you've developed? So I want to leave you with this crazy bullshit. But um, so I was listening to a podcast. I think it's just called the How To Podcast. It's actually really handy. But he was talking about something, and I thought this was made up. I thought this was a Sherlock Holmes made up thing. It's called the Memory Palace. Have you ever heard of this? No, it's weird. Um, so very quickly, just to sum it up and I'm trying to figure out how to use it in music, but say for instance, I need to remember a number. So say for instance, give me like a fucking eight, eight number number, right? Like, so like, I don't know, whatever it is, like one, two, eight, you know, nine, 10, all that bullshit. You, what you uh. do is you visualize a room and apparently it's always going to be the same thing. So you visualize it like your house, your childhood home. And then okay. you sort of, you think about things. So say if I need to remember the number eight, um, now numbers are kind of funny. Like it should be more like words or things or people's names. But uh, if okay. I need to say, for instance, a new person that I've met, I meet somebody named Al, for instance, and it's not yeah. you. I can visualize in, uh, in your mind palace, uh, you shaking hands with him or you, you know, patting him on the back. But I actually have to visualize you in my house Particularly if you think of something weird, it helps even more. Like I could visualize you like pouring milk on him or something like that. And I'm going to remember it because of that. And uh, it's like, well, why would Al pour milk on this dude? Oh, because his fucking name is Al. Um, yeah. It's so bizarre. <laughs> I swear I'm not crazy, but I'm trying to think of how to do this for music. And so I yeah. had a few ideas. You know your your password to uh, to uh, your debit card or your credit card. Obviously, don't say it out. Uh, it's probably yeah. just one, two, three, four, it's two. No. <laughs> but uh, the idea is, I was thinking maybe I could visualize what the feeling because you want to associate it with a feeling or just associate it with something. What the feeling of pushing the numbers on like a debit thing are with a song. So, say for instance, for the song, I could visualize thinking, okay, it's one, and then four, and then uh, it goes six, which would be here five four mm, and if you interesting use, yeah so but you could also use a memory palace say for instance you could use one and then visualize one of something like one egg or something like that but uh i know it works for other stuff like i could memorize i tried it with a license plate i actually don't remember it, it anymore <laughs> uh, but, but it worked for a few days um i was just like I, i'll try it but um i i remember it was like uh, it was like 4CF. I remember why. Um, 
I, I remember it was 4CF and that it was some numbers that I don't remember. But this was like four weeks ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, And right. I still remember yeah. those three letters and numbers. Right. Uh, it's, wor- it's worth checking out. So memory I don't palace. Want, uh, I don't want anybody to see inside my memory palace. That's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, That's I mean, my therapist I thought of some dark me. things. Apparently the more <laughs> sexually disturbing or just disturbing or, or graphic they are, the more chance you have of remembering them. Right, so. that makes sense. So if you just come up with the weirdest, like, little storyline you can in your yes. head for this yeah. thing, you'll always sort of remember. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yep. Yeah. The other, the, the one of the tricks that I try to use is just to, like, uh, compare it to something I already know or I'm already familiar sure, with. Sure, sure. So, like, um, you know, like, one of my friend's phone numbers was, like, the first three numbers just so happen to be uh like one number less than the first three numbers of my area code you know I see. and so yeah, i was just yeah, like yeah. instead of trying to remember these numbers i'll just remember that it's that and that yes. seems more complicated you're but associating it, right? it, it, it yeah. sticks with you that way well, so the, the association helps yeah you can uh use this for instance if i tell you um one five four three two eight Five. Can you recite that to me like five minutes from now? I guarantee you not. But if I go ba da 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 da, it's the melody to Star Wars. Uh, that, those are the degrees. Right. So that's why ear training is so much, uh, so much handier than memorization by like frets or numbers. It's like, can you hear it? Do you got it? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's so cool. Uh, anyways, I Very do cool. have to go, and I don't like yeah. it. So uh, I'm going right. to my physiotherapist that you recommended. Penny Lee, <laughs> she's the bomb. Yeah. Get my stuff Penny all Lee. sorted out. Shout out to Penny Lee Physiotherapy. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Man. All right, well, man. Cool. Well, have a great sesh, and I hope uh, hope you get some stuff worked out in your uh, in your body and in your memory palace. <laughs> all right. Bye, buddy. <laughs> See you, man. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, thanks, Alessia, for that wonderful song. Um, all Good is available on Spotify and anywhere else that you consume music. Check it out. Give Alessia a like and a follow. Uh, look out for her playing live whenever possible. Uh, drive-in shows and, and the, the like. And uh, if you want to support the show, tell your friends about it. Submit some songs. Submit some questions. Tell uh, other folks to do the same. Uh, we hope all this stuff was helpful to you. You can find the podcast at musicguypodcast.com and on Instagram at musicguypodcast and also on YouTube where there's a video version of this show where uh, you can sort of see us writing the chart and uh, doing some guitar playing and the like. So um, we hope you'll check us out there. You can find me on social media at Al Music uh, on any and all platforms except for TikTok because screw that. And Mike is on Instagram at BrunoTheMeek. Thank you so much for watching, guys. We'll see you all next week for another episode of the Music Guy podcast. Bye for now. <laughs>